0: All right, James, we're back for episode four, season two. We are fully operational. Sans uh, Paulo Perkins at this point, one of the partners, he's actually having a baby. Today. Having a baby. His wife's having a baby, of course. Yes, number two. They're number two, uh, so shout out to Paula.
1: Yeah, new bug to add to the cicada swarm.
0: That's right. Um, office update on the, pro- on the project schedule?
1: Yeah, we're still, uh, we're still busy doing quite a few things around the city. Um, you know, happy, fortunate, and thankful to still be working, um, Seamus, you want to give us an up- update on Rubenstein's?
0: So Rubenstein's, actually, we just got our permit set out about um, a month ago. And we're currently going through some of the uh, the financial aspects of the project, getting things, tightening the budget a little bit, making, you know, where do we want to spend money? Is it the lobby? Is it some of the hotel rooms? Um, but all in all, the, the project's a really healthy project. Um, the design looks great. We have Lauren Bombette on the interiors on that and Fox Nesbitt's taking care of all the structural stuff. So, 40-unit boutique hotel, really proud of it, Um, and still ongoing.
1: It's gonna look amazing, and I think everyone, most, you know, most everyone around the world right now is kinda reevaluating their financials, considering the unknowns of the COVID. The COVID. Uh, We're also doing a really interesting uh, renovation on Constantinople and Barone. It's a historic theater that's gonna be converted into some commercial spaces, so. We're right in the beginning of the permit process, permitting process for that. Um, So far, so good. It should be really fun and interesting to see how that turns out.
0: James, do you think your client would be interested in putting like a uh, sound booth in there for us? You know, a little little studio. Yeah, a little cicada studio in there.
1: I like it. I like recording in our office though.
0: Yeah. No, it's uh, it's we're in a much upgraded recording area, which is nice.
1: It's fantastic. So Seamus and we're doing a little something fun on the side.
0: Yeah, so you know we kind of pride ourselves on outside of work. How are we staying playful in the office? How are we, you know, utilizing design outside of architecture? Um, however, you know, staying arm's reach within architecture, and we have decided to develop our own our own chess set
1: so we're making a chess set so we are making a chess set Um, James do you want to talk a little bit about the pieces from the 3d printing side sure so we thought it would be fun interesting um, to create a New Orleans based architectural chess set Um, most of the design and building choices were internally decided but they'll include pieces such as like a a New Orleans shotgun home um, and Plaza Tower And the St. Louis Cathedral. And the St. Louis Cathedral um, being various pieces of the set. And we will be 3D printing this. um, uh, All these individual pieces. They're going to have like a lot of detail. So it's really just a fun way to express ourselves creatively in this kind of uh, industrial prototyping aspect, as well as, you know, kind of flaunt the architecture of the city.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the idea is that how do we make, how do we enable the public to be able to also engage in this set, right? So we don't want it just for ourselves, but we want to be able to give back to the community, sell the board to the community. But at the same time, the, the, uh, the proceeds that we do make, um, we want to give back. And so we're going to be giving back to local charities here in New Orleans um, after we cover our costs. And we're currently soliciting, actually, partners to help us develop the boards, whether or not it's the wood board mm-hmm. or it's the, the leather board or it's an acrylic version. Um, so it's, we're, we're kind of still in R&D, but we're excited about it.
1: Yeah, we're probably a few months out before we can start showing anything. We'll probably display it on Instagram as well as our website, and then we'll, be, we'll make it um, available for purchase. It should be really cool. All
0: right, James, our, uh, our, fourth, our fourth interviewee for season two Who we got?
1: The man, the myth, the legend, Bradley L. Bowers. He is an artist and designer, also a walking encyclopedia of knowledge (laughs) of all things design. Um, Truly an inspiring uh, and creative individual here in the city. Uh, We recommend looking up um, his work, which can be found at BradleyLBowers.com, or go to his Instagram at BradleyLBowers.com. Before or during listening to our episode, just to kind of see his, his avant garde approach to design and all of these really interesting things that he could make.
0: Yeah, this, this episode is really unique in a sense that, you know, we tried to stick to a script as we always do, but because he's so talented and so vibrant and so intellectual, we found ourselves really meandering a lot through different topics. Um, Which all in all are good things, you know, Um, but from a format standpoint It's more of a conversation this one and with that being said, I think it was really successful
1: Yeah, I think we could I could have sat and talked with him for the rest of the day for the entire week He's a very interesting and captivating person. We just went and got coffee together the other day and uh, he spoke about a project he was working on which is a lounge slash coffee shop in a New York City subway, which is just so unique. Um, and that's just one example of something he does. He also does uh, lighting design. He does graphics for wallpapers. Yeah,
0: um, He just sent us some cut sheets on his latest wallpaper design that we're hoping to actually utilize in Ruben's scenes if we can make it work from a financial standpoint. Um, and then my favorite, really, of, of his work right now is his um, how he's forming light currently with his... Uh, these, these folded paper uh, light fixtures, which is really seductive and like inspiring. So, um, with that being said, here's Bradley.
1: Hi everyone, I'm James.
0: And I am Seamus, and you are listening to The, the Swarm, Swarm, a podcast about
1: architecture and design. We're two architects at the firm Cicada, here in New Orleans. The Swarm is an outlet that brings the world of architecture to the people. Our goal is to educate our listeners about design and construction, by interviewing locals who are making an impact on their community. But you lit you live in the Maroni. I
2: live in the Maroni, which is
1: a lovely place.
2: I
3: enjoy it, except for that train. Except for but the, the train. train is yeah. yeah. Mm. You haven't gotten used to it. Oh no, you. I mean, you can't get used to it. Your entire house shakes. Uh, <laughs> it slams on the horn, and I've counted before. 8 a.m., before 8 a.m., there's at least 37 (gasps) blasts on the horn. Oh, my God. Before 8 a.m. Yeah, because you wake up and you're like, oh, no, no, it's 5.30. Duh, this is when you should start doing this. (laughs) Who else would – why would I be trying to get sleep on a Tuesday at 5.30 in the morning? That's crazy. Okay, so, yeah. anyway, that's not – I can't do much about that.
1: Okay, so Seamus and I have a confession. Oh, we do have a confession. Well, not really a confession. More of a – We're humbled to have you with us today because you are one of our first guests that we don't have like a direct (laughs) or or semi indirect (laughs) connection to. We just love your
3: work. Oh, thank you. And we were like, we
1: have to get you in the studio and talk to you because everything you do is so captivating. It's very, you do a lot of stuff.
3: I do. do I make sure to do a lot. Um,
1: And that's all really cool. It's very architectural, it's very, very uh, structural.
3: I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Very colorful.
1: If you could describe to our guests what what you what is your art? What is your medium of choice, or how would you express yourself? How would you explain yourself?
3: Um, I don't necessarily have a medium of choice. Whatever is the most suitable to get the idea across. Um, I would say artist. Um, I shied away from that for a long time because it it either sounded cliche or it sounded really arrogant. Mm. Um, to say, well, I consider myself an artist, Interesting. Um, but I was trained as a designer, industrial design and furniture design and branding. Um, ah, that's why everything looks so Looks so damn good, dude. Well, I don't know if that's so why polished. it looks, it looks so polished. <laughs> <'Cause> I, um, <laughs> but I, my goal is just to explore things. If I'm working with something... Um, digital i want it to be something that couldn't be done by hand and if i'm working in a medium by hand i want it to be something that can't be done digitally Cool. so that's just kind of how i want to explore things and if that means like right now i'm working on a series of uh, lighting pieces in paper and then at the same time i'm also working with uh, Mm -hmm. 3d printed plasters um, and plastics to come up with some new forms and some new color combinations.
1: So when it comes to the digital stuff or even the stuff handmade, mm-hmm. are you doing that work, or are you working with someone who's like on the technical side of I, it? I Wish
3: it? that'd be nice. No, it's I do, all you. I do I all of it. the. <laughs> I do all of the scripting, all of the coding, oh, um, cool. all of the modeling, all of the rendering, all of the printing. Well, I don't print the uh, in the nicer stuff. I don't print that myself. Uh, it's been a, many years of finding printing companies, sure, sure, and going yeah. through the the right. rigmarole of right. oh no, that's that's really crappy quality, or you guys nail the color, but every time you ship it, you request a signature. So I've just been it's gotcha. the little tiny things you don't think that would matter. Um, have
1: a huge impact. The, what I'm looking at on the screen right yes. now, and if I could describe this, it's a very organic something. thing that looks <laughs> extremely complex. It looks like something that cannot be made by hand, and it right. also looks some. It looks, it's so captivating and it's hard to grasp. Which I think Seamus was doing a ju- better job of explaining this well, earlier. We're
0: on Bradley's Instagram page for I, the record. I at,
1: thought this was a rendering, and I, then you said printing in ceramic. Right. This is a photo.
0: This Not is cer-
3: this one isn't ceramic.
1: This
0: is October 8th,
3: 2019. Well, technically, it is a ceramic. um, No, I just wanted
0: to, our our listeners, they can chase you down. We're on his Instagram page, October 8th, 2019, I think it says.
3: So this is 3D printed in, I'm not exactly sure the substrate, but it's a, a, a species of plaster. And so it's printed by the company, it's XO. M-E-T-R-Y, I I think it's pronounced sometry or zometry. Okay, zometry. Um, they're a three D printing house that specialize in this particular uh, medium of printing in full color, and so love it. What i the the trick is assigning the colors mm. and then finding a way for the mesh object that you export to still bear that information. Right. To uh, to
1: get what you are creating in the computer to be right. a direct reflection.
3: Well, just so that the the machine they're using has the necessary information. Right, right, right. Because what what, what tends to happen is if you were to do a model of an object, let's say you did a model of a rose as a mesh object in a computer, you can render it and it'll be red with lovely flecks of pinks and it can have the green stem and the brownish thorns, and that's just in the render. The mesh object itself has none of that information. Ah. So the trick is... Not just rendering it in that color, but also being able to send it to a machine so the machine can go, oh yeah, yeah, it needs to be red here, green there, and brown there. Very
0: similar to like laser cutting, where you have the layer itself has to have some right, right, right.
1: You you have to do a a translation after you create the thing in the computer, which is already super complex, you have to s- translate it to tell the machine to build right. it properly, which is a whole art form in itself.
3: Well, that's the fun of like just going through this over and over again and saying, okay, the other trick is, uh, and graphic designers and art directors can uh, sympathize with this, is what I see on my screen versus what I receive, mm. either being printed out on paper or printed out in three D. Mm-hmm. Um, am I using CMYK colors right. on my screen, uh, or am I using RGB color channels on my screen? What are you guys using over at your, So it's fun.
0: What's your is it? It's always is it always different based on who you're working with from on the the print side of things or the production side of things? So like, is there a recommendation? Based on your experience, should you always be working in CMYK versus RGB, or is it always dependent on the final product?
3: Well, the funny thing is it's almost always dictated by the machinery. Mm. So I can do it in CMYK, but the machine that's printing, oddly enough, for some reason, printing in 3D it reads RGB color values, right. which I don't understand because that's typically for projection or for screens. Right. CMYK is typically for being printed on paper. Gotcha. Don't know why, but they decided we're going to shake it up a little bit. <laughs> um,
1: and tell you after you've already purchased. Well, it, yeah, though.
3: they'll tell you. Well, actually, they tell you as you're uploading it. And then you're like, well, this doesn't help me. I'm literally at step eight out of 10. And now you're telling me the file type I'm sending you will print. But you're gonna do a conversion, and anyone who's ever done this knows that the conversion from one group to another does not ever come close to what you imagine. Right. So
1: amazing.
0: We'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsors.
1: If you like beer, we suggest you drop into Brew Carey in the Marini, located at 2115 Decatur. It's a laissez faire atmosphere with craft brews on tap.
0: And James, if you like tacos like I do, do yourself a favor and drop into Barracuda, located at 3984 Chapatula Street, for a taco and margaritas on tap. I want to get into your background really quickly. Um, summarize
3: it. Summarize <laughs> well, So you got really, your education really from SCAD, yes. Savannah's College of Art and Design. Well, my undergraduate was in industrial design. Okay. Um, but when I got to SCAD, uh, and this probably won't be very quick, but when I got to SCAD, <laughs> I didn't know any of these things existed. And it's funny that you all are architects because that was about the extent of knowledge that I had on the creative world. Got I knew it. there were painters. I knew vaguely that there were things called fashion designers. I knew because of Sex in the City that people <laughs> design shoes because of Manolo Blahnik. They mentioned him about every episode. <laughs> and I knew that there were sculptors because I studied Rembrandt, I studied Da Vinci's work while I was in high school, because I took two art classes. So I knew these guys painted, (laughs) and then they also did architecture, and then I heard of fashion. I didn't know that there was an industrial designer. I didn't know there was a graphic designer. I didn't know that there was an animator. I didn't know any of those things Mm. were paths you could pursue. So when I got to SCAD, um, I was really knocked out. And when I arrived, that was 2005, I think there were only maybe 15 or 20 majors that you could choose from. And now that there's so many, so many more. Um, so I got there and didn't know what to do. And I arrived on a painting scholarship Nice. and quickly realized I don't want to be judged for painting because that's something I enjoy doing. Mm. And so I was like, I asked my advisor, I said, now, do I have to study what my scholarship is in? And they were like, oh no, 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 that's just we just enjoyed that and that's why you're here. Well,
1: that's such a mature thing at I'm assuming uh Oh, I thought you meant my school advisor. Age. <laughs> I was like, she was very mature. <laughs> I, to, I to understand <laughs> that you enjoyed that and you didn't want that to you didn't right. want to take away the joy of painting. You wanna Well, I didn't want that to be critiqued.
3: Because that was I was doing it that way because I wanted to do it that way. And you might not agree with. I mean, it's the same way I kind of treat my work now. It is. I want
0: to get into that. Okay, your style is so captivating, but it's so unique in the sense of like when you look at all of your work and you go, you go through so many different mediums, you really do have a language. You're expressing your personality through your work, and okay. that's coming out to me through every medium that you do and i think it's working man i, I mean, appreciate that i think it's you. working I, I really like it a lot well um, i'll
3: tell i mean honestly for me actually it, it kind of goes back to Scad again but this time it's a, a a colleague or a peer at the time um ellen creasy and she was a fashion student and we used to it was it was college so you just hung out with everyone doing absolutely nothing But I kind of found myself gravitating towards certain types of people not knowing that they were uh, go-getters or any of that stuff. But Ellen, early on as a fashion student, Ellen Creasy, she had been picked by Marc Jacobs because Marc Jacobs had just opened a store in Savannah, which threw everybody off because they were like, why would you put a a high fashion store in Savannah, Georgia on Broughton Street, where the next store down is like a candle emporium, really? Okay. And so he was tapping the SCAD resources and was like, hey, do you have any fashion students uh, that could design a cool print? And Ellen had designed some prints and she needed some help translating them into Illustrator so that they could be screen printed or digitally printed or whatever it was. She worked by hand. And so I helped her translate them into Illustrator Mm. and then she had won the... This was after she had already won and they said, oh great, we're gonna sell your stuff all up and down the East Coast, you're gonna get a check from her. And she and I were just talking as we were in the computer lab going through Illustrator and she goes, a lot of the girls in fashion are like really um, hating on me right now and they're <gasps> treating me horribly uh, because they think that I just like, was just given this uh, mm. prize. Uh-huh. And she said something to me that stuck with me for forever and I tell it to other people kind of like I'm doing now. And she says they just don't know how full my trash can is, and I'm like, Ellen.
2: Oh, I love sh- that. Come
3: on, that's awesome. get out of here. That's awesome. And that's the truth. I, I'm glad you guys see the work and you really resonate with it, or at least you you like it or appreciate it, or at least just acknowledge it. Um, but this is this is the this tiniest <laughs> fraction. The trash can is the stuff that I say no to. Monstrously large. Piles. Yes. And so,
1: well, that seems to be a, a common theme between success is just like iterations like, after yes, iterations, thousands of failures until you finally find that like, beautiful well, that again, thing.
3: that was SCAD. I, I remember industrial, I'm so lucky to have been pushed in that direction. And I was only pushed to industrial design because kind of like you said earlier, I do have a lot of mediums. And when I was at SCAD, I, again, I didn't know anything about design I knew very little about art, so I was just naive and blind and just excited. And so I kind of just said, choose something that at least lets you do the most stuff. Mm -hmm. And I took intro classes in about seven different departments and I kind of structured, I never saw my advisor after that first meeting and I kind of structured it so that-
0: That mature advisor. (laughs) Well,
3: yeah, very mature. Um, (laughs) And so I said, well, just try to go in a direction where if, if, If you do end up doing that, you at least get to do a lot. And industrial designers have to work with graphic designers on branding. We have to work with manufacturers on engineering. Mm -hmm. We have to work with distribution and marketing to understand uh, the sexy shot that you need of this product. We have to work with uh, anthropologists and contextual researchers to understand if we design this in black and it's going to be sold in China or in white and it's sold in China, what does that say culturally? Are they going to be turned off by this vacuum cleaner? And so there's so (laughs) many things you have to think of. And I was like, that's my field. Because if I get bored in one section, there's about 80 other sections that are still housed under that title. Right, right, right. Um, And so I went into that department loving that. Then I had this professor, Jesus Rojas, who... uh, was my intro professor and my Studio One professor. And our first assignments in Studio One were uh, toothbrushes. Toothbrushes and garbage cans for the bathroom. And the first assignment was 500 sketches. And no sketch could be the same as any other sketch. When
0: you say toothbrushes, you're looking at a toothbrush and sketching it? No, 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 we're
3: designing a toothbrush. Designing a toothbrush, okay. Design me a toothbrush and I want 500 sketches. 500? 500, and that's not an exaggeration. That would be between Thursday, because you didn't have class on Friday at SCAD, Thursday and Tuesday. Between that, I need 500 sketches from you. And then after 500, we would go through, and everyone posted all 500 up on (laughs) the wall. So it would be a very, it was good that we had two and a half hours. You'd go through, call out the ones that nobody liked, or Uh that the professor didn't appreciate, or this, that, and the other. And then you would do 10 versions of 30 that they had picked. Okay, so that's another three hundred, right? And that's by next class. Cool. And then it sounds like architecture school. No, it sounds actually way worse and and, and grinding. No, that's way more intense. Then after that second calling, then you would bring them in, and he'd go, he'd pick ten, and he'd go, now I want you to make a family of products based off these ten. Wow. So by the time you were done, you probably sketched toothbrushes and dental products, (laughs) maybe two thousand different versions. Yeah, and his goal at least what i think his goal was is to get you so comfortable mm-hmm. with tossing things in the trash, in the trash yeah. that you weren't you didn't need it love and it. so you could you felt confident saying well yeah burn that one i got i got 20 more locked in here right I you're, you're always
1: you're... gearing up for the next one yes did, did you like that process when you when you were in school were you enjoying hated
3: it, it. <laughs> <laughs> I could hated it. I well, never uh, did all 500, never did all 300. I always came in with less than, and I would mm. tell them, look, I stopped here. <laughs> let's right. be honest.
0: I, to say, you know, I think I that's probably a, should have said something different. That's a parallel of designs, good design schools, I think, or even good design professors. Mm-hmm. They don't do
3: that anymore. Na- well, naturally, <laughs> natu- yeah.
0: naturally, though, like people want to cr- design one thing and put it in a jewel box when, exactly. you're, when you're fresh. Right, and you don't know, you don't realize that. No, you're supposed to do.
3: And how dare you not like my first idea? Ever. My first idea was amazing, exactly it was the best thing ever. Exactly, right? and, you, and that's... you get so
1: you fall in love with your first idea, and you're like, you don't like it, I, right. then, then you don't like me.
3: <laughs> and the funny thing was, I got I got so good at disliking my ideas, or not disliking them, but going, okay, cool, put that aside and jump onto the next one, um, that it kind of became a problem mm. because now I don't know how to stop. Gotcha. So I well I I'm getting better at just putting the brakes on something either because of a deadline or it's two o'clock. Or, so to
0: this day, you're still.
3: Oh, I have like eighty versions of these of, scarves. Right, these scarves that you're looking at here only stopped there, which are beautiful. Thank you. Um, and so yeah, so these only stopped here because. I was uh, challenged uh, by a friend in New York who was like, hey, I want you to release a product by like January or something. Just like push something out there into the world. Um, and so I kind of have to have that external... Pressure? Uh, pressure or challenge or stimulus okay. that just... Because if it's left up to me...
1: What like, was I, their incentive? Do you, what what kind of friend is just like, you better do something?
3: He He's actually a friend of a friend, but we've gotten closer over time. And... I was, ex- I was explaining to him, and this might be something we get into later or currently, I was explaining to him the difficulty and woes of being an independent designer mm. and artist and uh, having to provide income. Right. And it's... Actually, I just finished talking to a dear friend of mine about similar things. It's difficult for me because if my original idea didn't necessarily consider the end user mm-hmm. cause I didn't do a survey to say, Hey, do you actually, I kind of did, but, <laughs> and I didn't do, I, I didn't do a focus group and say, how do you like gold and emerald and um like rosebud pink together? And would you like, I, would you like it if it was kind of like cubist, but future it didn't, it doesn't work that way. Because if I were to say that to you, You'd go, no, God, no. Why? Because yeah, exactly. you've not, you've, at least I shouldn't be saying, I shouldn't be saying something to you that you're already thinking of. of course. Because then I'm way late. Well,
1: that goes back to exactly what Seamus was saying is that you can't just describe to people a lot of the things you do because you have to create it. It's right, not, exactly. it doesn't exist
3: yet. Right. So and if you, I can describe it to you, then I'm knocking someone else off. Exactly. Um, or not necessarily if I can describe it to you but if you know precisely where i'm going then you're you're kind of referencing something mm-hmm. i hate it in college the the criticism that some it reminds me of mm. i used to dislike that and then i read something by um a designer naoto fukasawa who kind of is the for everybody who like rides apple way too hard he's their kind <laughs> of their uh their prophet is fukasawa and in one of his interviews, he said, well, people say that because they don't know what they're looking at and they're trying to get as close as possible.
0: Interesting, interesting.
3: He's like, the, wor- the worst criticism would be, oh, that is, as opposed to reminds me of. Because okay. reminds me of is not quite, but I, I'm trying my hardest to meet you halfway. You
1: always coming. have a preconceived notion of right. trying to compare it to someone else. So, But all of that to say, it's... You, you're never of thinking staff. of <laughs> all of that you a lot of You're never staff. thinking like at the end of this, I need to
3: sell it. right. And so if I'm not
2: thinking to
1: make
3: to money sell it to make money so that I can keep doing this exactly. Um, and so I was explaining that to him. and he used to be a higher up at uh, Nike in their marketing and design departments. Um, and so he was used to it on one side and I had to explain it to him. I was like, Sean, what happens at Nike is they have maybe five or six million they're going to sink into the development of this shoe. Because if they do well in the first three months, they're going to more than make up for that five or six million. I have maybe five or six hundred that I can sink into this over the course of the next six years. So it's <laughs> like we got we to look at scale here. Right. Um, and then people also have the misconception that because you put it out, people automatically get it. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That's not how it. Uh, One of my most successful products was the the little pinch cup and saucer that Mm. I did years ago. I just finished selling like the last of those maybe last year. And I did that in 2013 and I only made 60 of them. So it wasn't like I was trying to move 300. So it's tough. It's really difficult. Um, And maybe part of my difficulty is the the distinct nature of my work i'm sure if i did more boring designs people <laughs> would gobble them up faster because you can see it of course in your world easier what, that's, but that's diff- not why
1: I, that's the reason you're here with exactly. us right now. Is so not because I mean. it's boring. It's right. because you are ref- doing what you were doing, and it's we think it's cool. Well, that's what cool. I mean by
3: I don't focus group it. So if I don't focus group it, it's not coming from a place of familiarity or comfort. Correct. So even with these scarves, with the scarves and with the jewelry, once I put it in front of a lady, oh, they go nuts. Mm. I remember I was in New York at a. Uh, They're beautiful. Well, we were having. I was having drinks with a friend, and he invited this girl who works for. Uh, Balenciaga, I think, or some high-end fashion brand. I don't usually like extra people at a thing if I'm with a friend because then you have to kind of go through the, oh, no, I do that. No, yeah, no, I've been... uh, No, sometimes (laughs) I have... uh, Well, you know, occasionally it just it's that all over again. But she was kind of cool and we started talking and I happened to be wearing one of the rings and she's like, what's that? And so I explained the whole thing to her and she tried it on and she goes, can I buy these somewhere? And I'm like, yeah. So like I, she bought it and that was an expensive ring. That was like 600 bucks that she just dropped right there. What, where do, you,
1: do they buy it? Which, oh, from my website. Oh, from the website. <laughs> yeah. From Brad, Which we'll plug. See, that's,
3: the, that's the other thing though. It's, I find it so bizarre when you meet someone and... They go. Well, do you have a website? Well, doesn't everybody of course. have a website? Not uh, even to. a question anymore. <laughs> you know what? I think it's weird.
1: People in New Orleans are those people who don't have websites. They're you just think? like, eh, I don't, I don't need know, one. man. I don't know.
3: Well, I mean, I mean if a, cr- a creative professional, you have to have. Yeah. Websites. You're right. What you you to have how, a how else, how
1: else do you
0: show
3: your your work? You know exactly. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, well, I got off on a tangent. No,
0: no, you're fine. <laughs> well, I, you know, I didn't have this question set up in front of me until you were kind of talking about money. Money is, money, money, money money is money. kind of the root of all evil in, in some senses, but as an artist, like, how do you take on jobs? Is it, do you ever have money in mind? Is it, like... I don't
2: have money in mind. I have survival in <laughs> survival mind.
0: Survival in mind, okay. Um, it, it, and are you looking, like, do you... Clearly, you need to make X per month to survive right. and to eat and to take care of yourself. Take all these Ubers. <laughs> right. Exactly. Take all these Ubers. <laughs> the
1: Ubered over here because there's a money grab. How does happening. how does that
0: affect what you take on and does it at all? I mean, oh, it definitely
3: does. Um, I am not uh, bougie or snooty about doing work. Mm-hmm. I think all creative work is creative work. I have done almost the gamut of creative design work. I've done branding for shipping companies. I've done branding for beverage companies. I've done wallpaper designs for interior designers. I've done uh I've done laundry. I've done I've cleaned. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. I've cleaned uh homes. I've almost was a dog walker uh but For th- wag who's
0: that it's like a (laughs) oh maybe i don't even not a person person. yeah
3: um i i'm not shy about it because in my mind if at the end of the day i'm trying to achieve this then it's by any means necessary right um i literally i think i mean i've worked for gigantic corporations to do work Um, i've worked for tiny tiny people in exchange for something Because my mode is how do I get to tomorrow, or how do I get to later on where I can think of or work out this cup.
0: Well, so it's those things though that are that are putting money on the table. But at the same time, like as an artist, you can't turn off. Like you still need to do a thousand iterations of like that wallpaper that you're doing for that particular interior designer or that branding design for that Mm -hmm. shipping company. Like those. Projects for you still matter, like one hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's
3: the. I don't do. I don't do a project and go. I'll just throw some circles. Right. Just just to make just (laughs) to make (laughs) this month's rent, so I can work on something else. Because the catch is, everyone's going to say, "Oh, Bradley did this," Mm. and then someone's going to go, "Oh, he did." (laughs) If it's a if it's a pile of crap circles, then they're going to go, "Wow, I thought he was going to do that." Exactly. Um, I mean, I've even I even did a t shirt. This was pro bono. Uh kinda got free coffee. Um a t shirt for a coffee shop. Actually for the orange couch. The okay. orange couch in the in the marinade. Oh cool. Nice. Um, Love it. That was more cause Fred's a, a friend and so I was like, sure, I, I'd be more than happy to. But in my mind, it's all Exercise. It's all work. All exercise. Um, I like that. I love that. That's so good. Well, because in my head, I feel like so good.
0: (laughs) It's all exercise, (laughs) man. That's a
1: good. It's so refreshing to hear you talk about this because we are very much in an industry where the the bottom line matters. Like the Mm -hmm. the physics of it very matters, and it's like architecture and I feel like industrial design as well Mm -hmm. is always like the the science of art or like right. or the opposite the art of science where it's like you're always trying to figure it out but it has to really work and that can be very frustrating and that can be that could that can inhibit your creativity a lot mm-hmm. so it's very refreshing to hear you talk about how you don't let that stop you
3: i get excited by that stuff um that that's to not do or to show you a new way is one motive for me and the other is to kind of just learn something new about a field. I love, I don't tell clients this, but I love going in knowing absolutely nothing Nothing. about a field because I'm not going to be daunted by the hurdles that seasoned professionals see coming a mile away. It's like those people who walk into work weary and tired Mm. on Monday because they know Thursday I got this (laughs) meeting. I right. don't know that. So I walk in like a puppy and I'm like, let's yes. go Monday, let's baby. Do it. Let's do this. That is, Love it. that's and awesome. So I go into like this project. I uh, Two projects I just finished in Manhattan. The department of buildings is like an, 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 uh, uh, an evil ogre to most people in the building arts. And I walked in and I'm like, this is amazing. You guys. So you, Sandra are in mm-hmm. charge. You are in control of the entire fate of this project, and you look like you're having a really bad day today. <laughs> this is exciting. I actually had a Russian lady... Were um, you able
0: to discuss a little bit of that with her, clearly? No, that,
3: well, you kind of have to... Yeah. Well, here's the other Like, do you part. call her
0: out, or are you like, Sandra, what's happening?
3: Well, so here's the... the All of those odd jobs that I had to do, still do, prepped me. It still was practice. Uh, cleaning someone's house or walking someone's dog or watching someone's kid. I've never done babysitting. I don't like kids that much. Um, But doing all of those things, working in a jewelry store, working at a coffee shop, uh, working in a clothing store just to survive was customer service. Understanding that everybody's going through something a little bit. It's not against me because Sandra doesn't know me. We just met two minutes ago. You can't possibly be mad at me. It's not against (laughs) me.
0: Dude, that's another good one. It's so true. And if it
3: is me, then you heard something and I need to know who you're talking to. (laughs) And so this lady was kind of in charge of this project moving forward. And she couldn't have less time for me. And so my thing is always, how am I asking this question? How am I talking to this person? If I am coming at you aggressive, then I fully expect you to knock me down and be For dismissive. Sure. For sure. Um, but I try not to ever be that person. Um, needless to say, the project went forward. But it just has to do with, okay, I know you're saying no to me, but why are we, Why am I getting a no? Well, you're getting a no because this is already uh, you're already breaking code. But I thought that if you, and I always know what I'm talking about. Cause I make sure I do the research before I show up in your face, but I love to do the, did you Whoa. research us? I did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <damn. laughs> no, I walked in. I actually, I told you I've, i creeped before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've looked through your, your earlier. Uh, he was saying he's your walked frosted in glass. And, yeah. And peeked when into you were our windows. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Continue. No, no. But when I was, when I uh, was dealing with those things, it was be armed, be, be, informed, but also understand as much information as I gathered through my Google research. She's been working this gig 14 or 15 years. Right, right, right. This is definitely not the first time she's seen (laughs) this scenario. So my thing is, well, why am I getting a no? Because I thought I did everything. I did this. I did this. And I run through like a list of things. So she knows I'm not an idiot and I'm not just coming out of left field. Mm. And she goes, look, um you need to go talk to so-and-so over there, and then they need to tell you uh, whether or not you have the blah, blah, blah for this. And I'm like, okay, so I need to talk to who? And so then I go over there, I go, Sandra told me that I need. To <laughs> and so I'm incredibly patient in these types of scenarios because if my end goal is to get this thing done, then again, by any means necessary. If I have to be yelled at, no, I don't take yelling at, but if I have to be um, educated, bring it on by Definitely. all means. Second project went great because now I knew all the stuff Sandra told nice. me in the first project. Now, well, I mean, they liked you her enough to bring is not you back. Sandra, by the way.
1: Oh, that's, I, good. Oh, oh, that's so good. Damn, Damn
0: Bradley so the innocent. <laughs> Bradley is so so professional.
1: Damn, protect um, the well, innocent. Do you ever find yourself? Do you still dip into those odd
3: jobs?
2: Yeah.
1: Now it.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, they don't stop. That's the catch, um, because you don't know when the last gig is. You clearly
0: have. Um, we, we talked about mediums a bunch. Um, I More. feel like I feel like how you curate yourself, at least on the outside from an Instagram perspective or even on your website, you kind of ebb and flow through different mediums or th- different projects. Is there a medium that you gra- gravitate toward as, a, as an artist or? No, not really. No? I mean, I okay. just
3: like stuff. Yeah, if it's um, if I find out about it and I'm like, I could probably do something with that. Yeah. that's what I mix. That's what I gravitate towards. Is oh, how, could I do something with? It? And that's everything from clay mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the paper pieces I'm working on now. They're really cool, man. Well, I, yeah. well, those started in grad school. Okay, and I think my professor thought I was being cheeky because I I did industrial design, like I had said before, and my world was branding, injection molding, gas assist, vacuum forming, uh, steel tooling. It was all industrial, all chemical, all Mm. polymer, all composite, Mm. all man-made. And so I decided I should go to grad school and probably, because I wanted to just stay in school as long as possible, (laughs) but to learn more about people and materials that kind Mm -hmm. of leave traces and you leave traces on, so like organic materials. And so my professor was like, I want you to choose a material that you've never worked with before and we're gonna do a collection of furniture out of it. And I was like, okay, well wood, and I think he thought I was trying to be a jerk. And I'm no. like, no, no, no. I know most of the people in this field probably know wood left, right, and backwards. I don't know anything about it. I didn't know the difference between quarter sawn, riff sawn, nice. uh, flat saw, or th- any of that. And so I was like, well, wood's a bit too obvious. Uh, maybe like a byproduct of uh, paper. And so nice. then I launched into a research project on Tyvek, uh, uh, a synthetic mm-hmm. paper. Mm-hmm. And so I did a few pieces in Tyvek, but I didn't really like it. It was just plastic all over right, again. Right, right. And then I was like, well, money, I kind of like the texture of money, and it doesn't fall apart if you wash it. <laughs> and so I found out money is called cotton rag paper. And so I was like, okay, did not know cotton that. rag, mm. so what's that about? And then I found out a lot of photographers print on cotton rag paper. So I was like, oh, I, and it was a long process of uh-huh. coming to a material that I could manipulate, but that wouldn't break down the same way typical paper how everything is for one
0: one of these posts you you comment there's a light on and you're kind of holding it and you i i forget what it was it's probably a week ago or a week and a half ago and you were saying that you're the light is you you the light or the light was creating form i forget what the actual shape shaping light that's actually exactly it you're shaping light that's really interesting
3: well because for me it's it's ba- this only looks interesting because the paper is there to stop the photons that are moving through space. Mm-hmm. And when it stops them and it goes through two or three layers, you get a nice ombre or a shadow. And if it goes through just one layer, you get a soft, diffused glow. Mm-hmm. And if I crease the paper beforehand with a bone crease, then you get a nice line at to- it. And so for me, it really is just catching the light <laughs> from either inside or when they're turned off, the light from outside. Um, and again, that's kind of how I look at it. I'm right. working with two materials so here. Right, I'm working right, right. with paper, and I'm working with light. But you,
0: you need as a as a viewer or somebody looking at your work, you never really think that you can actually shape light. Like light, oh, it's lighting up a room. But right. you're literally creating art that is shaping light, which is like kind of mind blowing. I
3: don't. Well, know. Thank, thank, thank you. I'm glad you say that. You know, and, um,
1: well, and the the technical the way you speak about your art is very interesting because it's it's a very Te- you understand how it works. It's not just, I want to express it in this way. Right. I know how it works, and I am manipulating it to express it the way I right. want to.
3: Well, and, and that, again, goes back to my nerd side, which is I want to know why this is happening this way. And, again, I, I know this sounds like I'm plugging SCAD like crazy, but it did change <laughs> my life, so I guess I am kind of uh, legitimately doing it. But there was a book, and I have tried so hard to find this book. I cannot. It's like that little tiny flicker in the back of your mind where I know I'm off by one or two words. But it had to do with soap film, prisms, and rainbows and I'm I swear to God that's the title of it but I've nice. looked for that <laughs> everywhere and I have not found it
1: if anyone listening to this find that. And find, that book. find that
3: that book yeah. if you can because it's and it's not like a hardcover book it's a very thin little thing but it explores all of those because uh, really a soap film is a type of prism and rainbows are the byproduct so they're all kind of talking about each other but the point I'm making is in the what's it called the the preface in the preface of the book, there's a um, dialogue between what I want to say is Benjamin Franklin and the. I think he did the Farmers Almanac or the Poor Richard something almanac or no something. No kidding. Did, did he do the farmer? I, I, I don't know. We'll find out. Oh, Somebody will say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm but it. I'm pretty sure he did do. He was involved with the Farmers Almanac okay. or the almanac of some sort. And what happened was. He had written a scientific explanation of what rainbows are, that a drop of water passes through a a ray of sunlight or a photon or Mm -hmm. a series of photons. at I think 33 point some odd, some odd angles. And at that particular angle of passing through, the light is broken up and refracted into the visible spectrum. And when you have a ton of those drops of water passing through that moment, he goes, it's that light that's refl- or caught in the uh, debris of air that shows you the visible spectrum. Because cool. the purple seems to group with the purple. The red seems to group with the red. Mm-hmm. And then this person or farmer wrote back <laughs> and was like, how terrible that you've taken all the magic out of the rainbow by explaining mm. it that way. Mm. And he responded and he goes, quite the contrary. Isn't it even more magical now? Because you know why it's happening. How phenomenal to be able to understand that. that. And so I was like, that's I need to know how these things work. Right. Because now I can maybe do how far can I push that?
1: And you appreciate it more. Exactly. And you then you can understand it and exactly. potentially manipulate it. It's,
3: and that's the and then you take it to, and I think that's what humanity's role was supposed to be on Earth was to find out things that naturally occur and see if we could help or push or move them in a positive way. Um, Very cool.
2: So that's kind of stardust how I it.
1: Stardust figuring itself out. Carl Sagan, always, always interested in how does the
3: in, brain How, does how the are brain, brain surgeons studying the brain? It's We're, a brain studying a brain. Right. It's <laughs>
1: stardust studying itself. I mm-hmm. love it.
0: I wanted to ask you this earlier about your process we've kind of touched touched on on a couple of different mediums when how we're working through the CMYK or the RGB Mm -hmm. and how you do a lot of the legwork if not all of it for All. all right. What, the silks, I'm, I'm curious about the silks. Do you? Who do you work with to get your, to, to print oh, your silks? That is like, a trade Because I feel secret. like, All oh, okay. oh, yeah. right, all right,
3: I got gotcha. you. No, see, it is taking because forever to get someone who delivers. She's in Canada. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. All right, she's That's in Canada. I got gotcha. you. Canadians. Because, I mean, so, from, <laughs> and it's, and she nails it every time. And so I'm you're
0: like, sending um, her the digital artwork. Yes. And she's having to crank out this silk. Right. That's
1: crazy. Oh, are We look at. I'm, I'm, I'm again. I'm on the Instagram here, and Instagram? there's there's a there's a female figure, Earth possibly female. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind your silk, is that a photo?
3: That is a render. That's a render. Oh, dun, 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 dun. Uh,
1: I can't tell the difference. Right, you guys better, have to go because, check out his Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing.
3: Because I did not have a budget for a model. I have wow. a few friends who are models and I'm always messaging them like, "Hey, so is there a way I can get around your agent?" <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> like, "If you publish it and my name is attached to it, I'm going to get in trouble." Oh, and so I was wow. like, "Hmm.
0: Quick uh quick nerd nerd question here. Yes. What what are you rend- what are you rendering in? What what's your what's your platform
3: of choice?" If they decide to send me that new uh free version, KeyShot. KeyShot, okay. I've, well, cuz I was re- <laughs> raised I was raised on KeyShot. Um, but in Scad, yes, at, SCAD, at, at, <laughs> Back at the to Savannah SCAD. College of Art and Design, <laughs> the program Luxion Keyshot version. No, um, what happened was, everyone was doing Keyshot for shampoo bottles and like toothbrushes. Okay, and I saw it as a way to explore much softer things. Mm. Um, and I also hate, and I'm sorry, architects renders. You oh, guys shit. are the worst. Oh yeah. So it's too rigid. <laughs> it's it's, too, it's, so it's so gross. It's so Sims. It's, it's very bad. Sims, it, it's right? It's like a bad uh, RPG from the '90s, like on DOS. Mode. I'll take that as a general. On outfit.
0: DOS, mode. Is, there, <laughs> is there? Is there? Yeah, you ain't talking me. about it. He's is better. there He's anyone generally better. talking? Is there anyone who actually renders well on the architectural game Okay. Of Bob, course, I said it. Oh, I like it up, called
3: shots,
1: rasterized the image of yeah. the mountain on the side of the building. Well,
3: the, I think that I think you went a little Arnold on that one, uh, but yeah, hey, that's true. Dina, um, no, for me,
1: I I'm furiously scrolling through our Instagram a, feed. Like, we don't to show there? him a render well, be, that he might appreciate.
0: <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair, we don't actually post a lot of renderings on here because oh, I, I would actually agree with Bradley. I think they're a little, they're very rigid, they're very fake. Well, They're very simsy I, The
3: difference is architects use renders for a very different purpose than mm. designers use renders. The architect is using the render not to sell the idea, but just to maybe understand the context of it. Correct. And so for me, though, I don't need you to understand the context of that scarf. I just need you to see it on someone and go, oh, my God, I want that. Right. The catch is. Oh,
0: oh, James is bringing up a rendering
3: right here. See, I already knew it was. Oh, oh shit! You already knew this was a render. Yeah. Damn! Come okay. on, man. It's your lighting on your ivy. Perfect. I'll, okay, wait. Let's look at this. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I just it a that shit's I just ripped blown out, bro. A
1: render off the wall of a very well, unique home mm-hmm. in a forest. So, beat us up.
3: Well, so <laughs> there's a. A couple of odd discrepancies on the shadow work on the right hand side of this tree. That's a little too dark. The trans. Well, no, the transparency he's talking about. Oh, oh, I'm seeing through it.
0: That's correct. That's great. That's a dead. (laughs) But look, check it. Check it. That's a dead giveaway, though. That's clearly a rendering because it's the transparency of the tree, the
3: harshness of the shadows on the side of the building, Mm. and then I'm looking through the kind of uh, lattice or this forest of columns at the base of the house and i'm seeing this building or this structure in the back with the same luminance or Uh, luminosity of the front but that should be in shadow and this also comes this comes from my love as a kid of those games of what's different in these two images and so i love just nitpicking and i do that to myself well i
1: appreciate the critical eye because
3: that i mean we definitely live in a bubble but here's the catch I've shown some real terrible renders to people. I'm like, oh my God, when'd you photograph that? Exactly. And so I have to remember I stare at this stuff for all, all an day. unhealthy amount of time. You're a trained eye. Everybody else is seeing it. That tree could have been, that house could have been, it. It could have been twenty times worse than this, and someone would have said, "Oh wow, I really like that house." <laughs> so true. Where is that? <laughs> no, it's so true. Can we go by and see? It? And you're like, "Go by and see it." Just or it could have that edge. Well, you know that, what? We're, uh, we're going to edge of Photoshop.
1: We'll talk about an hourly commission for you to just like just ha- go be like, and "Hey, say, could you could you
3: just take a look at this real quick?" Just go. What is this? Why am I seeing a foot? So, but no, for me that's always been uh, a, a, to talk about my process um it's heavily digital but it starts out frank Gehry esque and i didn't know frank Gehry drew the way he drew when i was drawing the way he draws because i just i again i came from a painterly background all of my stuff was oils or acrylics and it was sketching with charcoal on canvas and smudging and
0: car squirrel and shading Bradley currently is 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 literally gesturing I'm gesturing in the air in front really of us so. He is painting She's
3: coming to life. Yeah but when you get to industrial design they need a line I need a line mm. and they I need it to have a certain speed and curvature to it and I just want one I don't want 80 Bernstein bare yep. hairy little lines <laughs> where you look at it and you are like That's cool It needs to be quantifiable uh, in Yeah some I way. need it it just needs to be specific And so I fell in love when I saw Frank Gehry draw. And I'm like, well, he didn't have to be specific. But then after doing more research, saw some of his early work, his early drawings are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. He was obsessive when he drew and when he rendered. The same with Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, And so then I understood, okay, I I guess I have to learn how to do this. So I always start on paper with Sharpies the brand of choice. Oh, shit. Oh, I like it. If you guys want to... Uh, any specific... <laughs> co- any sliders in my DMs. <laughs> any sponsor opportunity? Any, fine, any specific color? Fine tip. Fine Sharpie tip. black. Black. Always. Always black. Because you can do a lot with that. Okay. You, can, you can go heavy, <laughs> fine, tip but black. you can't go light with the felt tip. So, mm. you know, you got you yep. to be... Right. And so for me, it starts with Sharpie, squiggles, because I know I'm going to have to computer model this. And so, if I'm going to have to computer model it, I'm not going to try to figure it out on paper right now.
1: Well, you don't show this. You don't show the process.
3: No, not at all. People have harped at me for that and said you should show more of your process. (laughs) And I'm like,
1: (laughs) well, as you are as you're describing it to me, I'm interested in it. It's like I will
0: show a sketch or two. Listen, we'll check it out, Bradley. Before you were here, and and to me, like.
3: In you, my defense, you curate what, <laughs> what you're showing to people clearly. I here's the, I love you're using the word curate. Because, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, but Seamus I and I are
3: gushing over here, I, I really, and we want to see more of your shit right now. I love just right <laughs> saying curate because I'm honestly just like, well, uh, should I look, post this today?
0: Well, you clearly don't show your sketches for a reason, so you're curating I in some, I think in some, some way. some sketches shape or in here. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I think so. But I guess, honestly. You, what I'm, what Maybe. I, what I really like is that you're there's very, Scylla,
3: there's even uh, me yeah. Damn, you're right. Oh, there's me one, right. One out of a hundred
1: here. There he is with his Sharpie.
3: Mm. Well, um, that was a heavier one. And honestly, oh, that was a no. staged photo. <laughs> that was for the, uh, I did this T. show. You are show. smirking. You're like, shit, man. What's this TV good? Show? I did this uh, Ellen's Design Challenge. Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres? Two. Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, what? DeGeneres. Get out. Because I think that's how you're supposed to pronounce No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I think it's DeGeneres.
0: Dude, awesome. You met Ellen? <laughs>
3: yes i Sweet. did i did she's a really nice woman very cool oh my gosh when and was this this? Was, this was in 2015 i want to say very cool i had just gotten yeah i it was right after that trip to cuba where i would met john the architect guy um mm. and it john back, Klingman. we think yes we we, think. we believe um <laughs> and quite a few other really fantastic people michael wilkinson uh who owns french quarter realty or is one of the owners of french quarter realty in the franklin uh, Billy Patu, who's a real estate uh, agent here in New Orleans as well, um, Patrick, whose last name I never knew, but he's, a, he's the business partner of Michael, met all of them through this, really phenomenal people, um, and Billy actually took this photo because I'd gotten a phone call from Ellen's production team or whatever it was in 2015, I want to say, maybe 14, I don't know, um, I think it was 15 asking if I still did furniture. And I'm like, well, duh. And so they were like, well, send us some pictures of you doing stuff and videos and whatever you've got, and kind of like a video of you talking about yourself. I didn't really know what any of this was for. And so I sent it all in. Long story short, they liked what they saw, I guess. And I was brought in to be in season two of Ellen's Design Challenge is the name of it. Um, Unfortunately, they did a horrible uh, oh no! Kind of. What's the thing? Um, they were like cutting. No, it was like the pushing it out into the world. Oh,
1: just promotion. M- promoting it. It yeah. was not a good. It was not a good
3: promotion. My sister was like, "Where do I watch it?" I'm like, oh, "I think you watch it on HGTV." Oh. And she was like, "Oh, then they must have it on their website." They didn't have it on the website. They, oh, no. and so it was difficult for people to find it. HGTV's. Uh, but I
0: bad was with there. Them. A lot of people out here, a lot of people listening to the podcast or those who are listening are a lot of artists um and, and people in the design community. They may want to they may want to collaborate. How often are you collaborating with people? Are you all, are
3: you only kind of working, you know, I think in the last five years, almost all of my stuff has been collaborative in some way. Okay. Um, And I kind of enjoy that sometimes. Okay. Well, I'll say it this way. I enjoy it when the intention was to collaborate from the beginning, as opposed to um, feeling like you've only been brought in to satisfy. Well, let me rephrase the rephrase. When we actually are collaborating. Right. As opposed to, and I'm cool with being a cog as well, just let me know that's what you need. Gotcha. But don't try to seduce me with, hey, we're gonna do this together, Mm -hmm. when you really just wanted me to pick a tight face and space it. If that's what you need, just say it. I'm more than happy to do that, or I don't wanna do that. Um, But yeah, for the last five or so years, I think I've, out of the projects that I've done, maybe. 60 to 70% have been collaborative Plus. pieces. Um, but it's also difficult for me to say because like right before coming over here, I was working on a um I call them vases. I really am just doing anything and calling it a vase.
2: That's kind of <laughs> I my love that's it. my found. Oh out. Uh, yes. uh, but
3: I'm working on one right now because I just saw a friend of mine, Brandon Collins. Um, who I just sat down and talked to Was that his real name, or is it yeah, a... that's Brandon? Because okay, I actually <laughs> no want you Sandra. to go see him, okay. Brandon M. Collins. Hi, Brandon. Uh, Brandon, not Brandon. <laughs> Um But we were talking, and I saw—I googled him because I was looking for a picture of him that I could use uh, for like the uh, conversation we had, and it pulled up this beautiful vase that he had done with Sight Unseen. I don't know if you're familiar with them; um, they're kind of an interesting group. Their aesthetic sometimes rubs me the wrong way because they're really heavy on like the uh, Memphis movement from Italy. And they're kind of only about that. Mm. And I kind of get I get upset when I see designers in 2020 doing work that designers did in 1970s Italy Mm. and the designers in 1970s Italy were doing something new. Right, and that's why right, they were right. doing it. Oh, but in 2020, 50 years later, you're just doing something that they did then. Right? Why do we need that? That's hard. Um, but sometimes Sight Unseen does new stuff. Don't know.
0: This um, yeah. shrink shrink wrap. So was he on shrink wrap? Is yes, that correct? Yes, yes. He was okay. the
3: most recent shrink wrapper. Let's shrink talk about let, let's
1: which talk is about shrink your wrap. own podcast.
3: Let's see. I don't think it's a, it's not a podcast. Okay, sorry. Is it is a, it like a? Is I don't it own like, any Apple products. Is it like a? So is it, it like? Ha, be, you're right. It's, it's been branded. It can't be podcast. Right. But um, in any
0: way, shape, or form, you're interviewing creatives, mm. right? <laughs> Nope. I
3: wouldn't even say interviewing. Honestly, so far, I would. Say they all are creatives, but they all also—they all also are. That's a tough one they all also so, uh, your <laughs> mouth doesn't want to do those no, it's um, like a song they're also just really dear friends okay and so we just get on the phone and talk cool 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 um, i'm very envious of like microphones <laughs> that's so of, you like, do it on the phone oh i just talk we just talk on the phone man that's something. great I, and you just record it like through yeah. the app or and some i just app? go hey i'm gonna call you on a so-and-so day set aside like two hours that's or perfect so. And just don't be in a noisy place, which is always my fault because that <laughs> fucking train uh. literally comes by and I'm like. <laughs> don't call me at
0: 5.30 a.m. The There's 37 is, fucking Oh, no, peaks. I wish it
3: was just at 5.30. I'd be <laughs> happy if it was just that train comes through All anyway because the city doesn't own the tracks. Northern Pacific or whatever the name. I've researched this because I'm like, who do I complain? <laughs> hey, to? Hey,
0: rail, say? rail, rail community, man, that's a whole different freaking
3: world. Well, we're gonna <laughs> well, get on it.
1: They're intersecting our world apparently. Um, so
3: yeah, but anyway, I just talk to people, people that I grew up with because I really do consider all of my college career. I was at Savannah. I was in Savannah seven years, and it was seven years of my life when I was probably the most malleable. Uh, the most impressionable, and I met so many people. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, from so many countries that I never even knew existed. Mm-hmm. And so, all of those people—well, not all. Some of them I still keep in touch with, and some of them have gone on to do really notable things, um, really important things, really powerful things, and really just personal things. And I just like talking to them. Love it. But my the the whole spin of shrink wrap is to talk about the underlying aspect of it all. So when I'm talking with Brandon, we were talking about mental health. And how do you as a creative, and I was thinking about this in the shower maybe yesterday, where I said you because I also like gardening. And there my neighbor has these crepe myrtles, and if you're from the south, you know crepe myrtles of course and you know that a crepe myrtle gets butchered in the winter yeah because everyone says well they grow back so aggressively in the spring you got to bring them back or otherwise you'll you'll lose control of them and i thought to myself i said you know what the problem is every artist i've ever known is a crepe myrtle and everyone keeps treating them that way because every Mm. artist comes up with a new idea and so we don't feel bad when we prune them back down to a stump because we say Give them a couple of months and they'll they'll shoot out brand new. Bigger than you saw them last time. Mm-hmm. And so we keep chopping crepe myrtles down. We keep chopping artists down. And when I say chopping artists down, I mean... Hey, could you just do like a... Like just a quick logo.
0: Oh my God, it's right. so, so good, bro! Just, I
3: just want you to look at my house. Just like look at one of the rooms and just see what you... Right. And they don't understand. They're watering it down. I need a quick floor plan. Do you know how difficult it is for a tree to make a flower, to make a leaf, to make a bud? If you knew how hard it was, how much energy, yes. how many hours of sun and gallons of water just to make one leaf. And this thing's making hundreds of thousands every year. And you go... But could
0: you just give me one? Probably we, we might only have the last one minute of our conversation as the episode because that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs>
2: that was so good. But you're good. so right.
3: Well, no, because that's what happens every single so day. So good.
1: Well, and it's it is a it's a good reflection of this conversation too. It's it's how do you, you people are trying to quantify mm-hmm. the creativity, and they're trying to reach in and take only what they want. But well, they want to
3: monetize. They want to or monetize yeah. it, but.
1: You can't stop the process. You can't stop the creativity. It is happening, and you need to let it grow. You need to let it blossom in order for the greatness to happen.
0: Again, they don't realize that they're paying for what you or I can't explain
3: prior, it, in the pre. Oh, no, they do realize that. I don't buy that. I okay. don't buy the, mm. Oh, I, they just don't get it. Oh, 100% they get
0: No, it. what I'm saying is they don't. They're not seeing the they, trash can. What they need to understand is that, yeah, there's a trash can behind there. What they need to I understand think they is get that that
3: too. I can't you think I, so. I used to probably buy into that until I mm. met a lot of sinister, nasty people Ooh. who I finally realized saw me as the drip feed mm. of a hamster in a cage,
0: taking advantage, almost taking advantage. Just put of it. your
3: mouth up to it and up right. something there to drink. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I got tired of that, and I said, I can't keep treating these people because there's so many of them. I've met so many types: male, female, mm-hmm. old, young this country, not from this country, don't speak English, do speak. Somehow they all keep asking for more, 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 mm-hmm. and don't want to give anything close to what's required to sustain that amount.
0: Would you Would you say your best work comes from those who get it? For, as a client?
3: 100%. Yeah. And that was another Frank Gehryism that I stumbled across in his beautiful, oh, I've got one for you. Perfect. In his beautiful documentary, Sketches of Frank Gehry. There's a scene where he just goes, great projects come from great clients. Mm -hmm. And that's the God's honest truth. It really is. Um, But I'm going to shout out Edwin Chan, who used to be Frank Gehry's right-hand man. Uh Uh, I was working for Ralph Lauren in New York back in 2011 or 12. I was a leather goods designer. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know they, they're going to love that shout out. I didn't get along with anybody there, except for the VP of design. She was cool. Um, Marsha so, Whataback. Actually, I'll just say <laughs> Helen, because I don't remember Helen's full name, <laughs> but Helen is indeed her first name. Uh, someone will be—someone will know who she is. Anyway, she was phenomenal. British woman. I'm really like dropping all the hints. Possible. Do it. <laughs> but one day they were like, Bradley, we need, because they treated me like I was an intern, which is everybody else did. They were like we need a camera so we can take more pictures of the archives or whatever it was. And I like New Orleans don't know any geography when it comes to cities <laughs> that I live in. And they said just go to there's some uh, everybody in New York will know this. It's in the it's it's off of 7th Avenue. It's a, a hardware, it's not hardware store. It's this uh hardware in the sense of like Floppy or hard disk or what's it? External hard drives, floppy and cameras, and that type oh, of hardware, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. hardware like lumber. And so um, I went. To, I was like, "Oh, I'll just walk to this place because it's on Seventh Avenue. We're on uh, Lexington or whatever, <laughs> whatever we were Somewhere. on." I was like, "We're only like three <laughs> blocks over and maybe like twenty blocks down. And that's not. I can walk a block in a minute. That's maybe thirty minutes it takes me to get there." And so I started walking, Uh, needless to say, it took way longer (laughs) than 30 minutes, (laughs) but I'm walking by a Le Pain Quotidien, which is right next to the MoMA, which I think is on 55th. I know that much. And so I'm walking by and I don't listen to music. I don't get on my phone, any of that stuff. I just like walk through the city, which is why I enjoy walking. And as I'm walking by, I see this Asian dude eating this bagel in a really odd way. And I'm walking, I just glance and I keep going. And I stop, and I'm like, I know that guy. And I'm like, no, you don't. You don't know that guy. So Mm -hmm. I start walking again, and then I stop, and I I just like, no, no, no. I don't forget faces. I know that dude. Right, right, right. So I walk back to him, and I'm standing in front of him, and I'm like, excuse me, are you Edwin Chan? And he stops eating his (laughs) bagel, and there's like a bite of bagel in his mouth, he's like, hmm? And I go, oh, my God. He, I'm not even waiting for him to respond. I'm he going, was surprised that you recognized well, him. Well, I go, you are Edwin Chan. Oh, my God. You don't even understand. You don't <laughs> understand how much of a fan I am of you. And he's like, creep the fuck out, as he should <laughs> Yeah, be. And he finally swallows this bite of bagel or croissant or whatever it was. And he goes, am I being punked right now? <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude. Oh my God. I was like, oh, the sure. museum in Korea, Bilbao. I was like, wait, why I are you it. even here in New, or- uh, in New Orleans? In New York. And he goes, oh, we're doing um, Beekman Towers cool, or cool. Uh, whatever they, they actually named it. He goes, well, I'm here for that. And there's a um, exhibition of, um, uh, there's a Korean artist who was having a show at the Guggenheim. And so he was like, I'm here for that. So we start chit-chatting. I completely forget about the camera, by the way. And so I'm like, I've seen Schedules of Friendly like 20 times, that's why I know you. <laughs> and so we start chatting through it. He goes, well, are you an architect? I'm like, no, not at all. I design handbags. <laughs> <laughs> and so He was completely thrown off. Love it. But since then, we've kept in touch. We chit-chat every Come now on, and again. Come on, no kidding. Um, and now that he's broken off and done EC3, uh, which is his firm mm. out in Oakland in California. He's like, if you come to Can- if Canada, if you come to California, we have to get a drink. Um,
1: that is great. But that that's is great.
3: The, <laughs> so that, that's a completely tangent subject, but that's one thing I do enjoy is cre- certain creatives, well, A, taking risks and just jumping out there, which I'm trying to get better at again, because I used to be much more willing to leap. Um, I think... I, getting think age,
0: I think age. Well, I think age just.
3: I don't know if it's age. You don't think I it's think age? It's I think? just me meeting a lot of shitty people. Oh, well, uh, but I think that comes with age. I say this all the time. I
0: think it comes with age, though. They're oh, so, shit. James does have a quote on this.
1: There's they're so. Don't misquote yourself. I'm not misquoting my.
0: <laughs> James says the 95% of people are shitty. Most
1: people suck. And when you find people who don't suck, you really just got to hang on excited. to them. I don't and know. He, if most people suck. Maybe I'm being a little pessimistic most about this. Most of the people this.
3: I've met... <laughs> and most of the people that Bradley
1: people. has met sucks.
3: No, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying most of the people I've met aren't horrible people. Oh, good. Right. The other thing I believe is... James is people, though. I think
1: James is want to a Shit. want to. Shit. You're chalking me up. Now I'm a stat.
3: But I think what it, the, the, the truth to me is everyone's doing what they think is best for them. And I sometimes mm. that gels with you. Interesting. Okay. And that's, that's what fun. I'm excited by. I'm excited by meeting unlikely individuals. I love, I love meeting people from worlds I know nothing about. I'm so excited by that kind of stuff. I don't want to meet more. I, well, yeah, I'm going to say that. I don't want to meet more artists, more designers, Correct. more fashion. I want to meet. Astrophysicist, I wanna meet, actually one of my favorite things to watch is the Hollywood Reporter Roundtables. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen those Mm -hmm. on
0: YouTube. I have not.
3: You've got to. It's so beautiful because they talk to actors, directors, producers, showrunners, writers, from Oscar or Emmy nominated or whichever one is for film uh, series. And they all just sit around a table and kind of do this and just bemoan the woes of (laughs) what it is to do this stuff. And there's so much crossover.
0: your film, film. Uh, you're big into film?
3: Not at all. Not at all, okay. <laughs> Not at all, but I just like, I'm big into creative processes. Right. okay, gotcha. Just how did you do it? Well, right.
0: I always had this, we always had this conversation, and, and I'm totally going off tangent here, but I think we had a question in college, and it was always, what is more difficult, mm-hmm. writing a convincing novel or producing and creating a convincing film? Like, is it harder to create a story and have someone imagine it, or show someone mm. what they should see, and have them.
3: I think is it is it harder to do a novel, do novel or a film? Because <laughs> there's an author, N.K. Jemisin, um, who won the Hugo Award. She's the only author in history for each book in her trilogy to win the Hugo Award the year it was released. Wow! And so she's just like racking them up. She's, she lives in Brooklyn. She's doing all right now, but she writes this. Afrofuturist, sci fi, other world, um, kind of superhuman genre, which is not even a genre. Right. And she, I think, has the hardest job because not only do I have to be pulled into the story, but I have to visualize, I just hit myself in the eye, I have <laughs> to visualize a thing that does not exist has never existed i've never seen mm-hmm. and yet is crucial to the story mm-hmm. and so that's the hard job
0: but the but the i guess the argument is that like you or i are all everybody when they read a story is creating their own idea of what they're reading yes clearly she's giving us a lot of tools to get there right which well, is which is the hardest job. part yeah but well, but visually it's the other argument, the visually, it's equally as difficult to show you and convince you this is,
2: this is what it's, it's difficult. supposed to be.
3: I think it might be a a, a misfortune because whatever I show you, it's kind of like when Daniel Radcliffe was Harry Potter. Well, mm. now I can't. If, if you saw the Harry Potter mm. movies before you finished the Harry Potter books, well, every time you read the next novel, his face was in your mind. Gotcha. Right. And so that's the misfortune. Woo! Whoever he like was it. before that is erased now. Right. Bradley speaks. Well, and I novel always, for the <laughs> novel for the win. I, I always Shit. say
1: it's your imagination will always be better than someone oh, else's imagination.
3: I had a wonderful professor uh, at SCAD <laughs> um, who used is, is to that say, a school? That's a school. I don't know if you've been to Savannah. They have a College of Art and Design. Oh, there. nice. I'll check it out. Um, it has three campuses. No, <laughs> um, but he um, used to say that in horror horror movies. Do it the best. They never give it away. If someone dies on the other side of a closed door and blood oozes from under the, right. the, the you guys, the, threshold. the jam or the threshold. Yeah, The You're threshold. To, I, I was trying to throw you guys the a jam, bone here. jam baby. is incorrect. So you guys could be like. <laughs>
0: the jam is the vertical surface.
3: Oh, there he is. I'm sorry. Whatever <laughs> the gap between the door and the floor it's is. It's the
0: sill or the threshold.
3: <laughs> sounds like or sounds like I don't know. But the blood oozes from underneath that, and now your mind is running on, oh my God, oh my what did they do? Right. What did mm. they do in there? Oh, what could have happened? And to show it kills it because it made it finite. There it right. is. So it's kind of the bane of the artist as well to show that version. It's it's a very fine line you have to walk of how much can I show you without defining it
2: mm-hmm.
3: so kind of with the work that you guys were talking about that you enjoy so much is how can i make this feel not completely resolved
1: right right well and a lot of good architects i feel like you don't get the whole picture on the first viewing but maybe it's a good flavor or tease of the well, character Well,
3: architecture is a whole different beast because you never see the whole building at once that's a good unless point. you're True. some omnipotent being that is in like a fourth or fifth dimension and you can experience a three-dimensional object all at the Are same time. Are you that person?
1: I may be. Are
0: you a, a, drum? a- that
3: <laughs> <bead>. <laughs> But the thing is, because like the room we're in right now is a part of this whole, but I never will experience all of this together. Right. So you guys have the advantage of always doing some sort of uh, conceal and reveal act. It's mm-hmm. a magic trick, which I think is really exciting. Uh, unfortunately you can see almost all of my cup Ooh. at once. Mm-hmm. There's some things you can't see. If it's glass, you can see most of it. If it's opaque, if it's a chair, there's you can kind it's of take it a little it predictable, in. Yeah. 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 And so that's my my job is to fight or my self-assigned job is to fight that.
0: You're all in. Well,
3: well how do I give it to you so that if you did walk around on the backside, mm. the front side has no relationship to that. Richard Serra was a really great influence of mine. Cool. Um on manipulating movement through space and disorientation, but disorientation, not like vertigo, but saying,
0: huh. was, was he able to achieve that though, because of the scale of his work
3: as opposed? Well, yeah, he, 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 when it got on a scale large enough to where you could not engage all of it at once, right. Then there was a concept of memory it, and
0: forgetfulness, Right. It was almost more architectural at that point. in a sense of like being able 100%. to, like you're saying, you know, be more of a, we, had the, we have the luxury of, you know, we're in this space. We can't understand the whole, like, right. in a way, he has a little bit of that when oh, when you get to a larger scale. We've been talking a lot about architecture. Yes. You talked about... uh um, almost
3: studied it at school, uh, but architecture students are assholes. Who is... <laughs> they I, all, agree. I agree with oh that. Oh, my God. It was the that. worst. Who? The professors were phenomenal. Anyway.
0: who is your Who is your go-to architect? For... I got a. I have a whole deck
3: um, for different things. When
0: when you think of architecture, who do you think of? How about that? A whole deck.
3: No, genuinely, it, it's. I wish it were. If you just had to pick one, one
0: like no, if, if who's at the top of your deck?
3: The absolute top, Zaha, Zaha Hadid. Zaha, got it. all day, every day. Love That's it. my cool. girl, Road Love Dog. Her it. perseverance, her ethic, the work that they were producing. Um, you can't match it and the hardship she endured to get to that point, Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Then Frank Gehry. That's what I was gonna say. Who's the the closest to her, Frank? Well, the next one after that is kind of a tie. Frank Gehry, I just enjoy him for his appreciation for architecture. Then there's uh, Greg Lynn, and Greg Lynn Mm -hmm. I think is almost neck and neck with Zaha. Uh, He has less built stuff, and I think that's very important. I do tell that to students if I have the occasion to like lecture them or bore them with some some kind of a old wives tales is it's very, 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 very hard to build a box. Mm. It's incredibly difficult to build a box. And they don't believe that. And I'm like, when you get out of here, you'll find out how hard it is to make a box. All sides, even a cube. Let's say it's a cube. Everything's mm. even the material thickness stays the same all the way through. It's very hard to do that. And then you see one of Zaha's buildings or one of Frank's buildings or one of Greg Lynn's buildings or one of Bjarke's buildings. Yeah. That's when you find out 30% of this is the idea. The real art, the real design is bringing that thing to life as you envisioned it. Right. And so for me, I look at it, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by Creatives who persevere and make it come to life because that's hard. Is Mm. that
0: is that why you go back to that original book that you were talking about with Frank Lloyd Wright and bringing the Guggenheim? it it pulled it it, it shows you exactly. It shows you the process. It's like, look, this only became what it was because of the. We fought.
3: We fought. We punched. We kicked. Mm. I spit on her. She spit on me. She called my mama names. I called (laughs) her daddy names. Exactly. And afterwards, this is what you got. And well,
0: this and this whole process can be related back to any artist, right? Like I think so. Per, per creating well, successful quality artists, work, yeah.
3: Because when you look at wait, James is he's well now. Oh, now oh, you know what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what happens is you. It's kind of that thing of because I know it, I assume everyone else knows it, and you have to remember you've been living with this thing since eternity. Since you were born, you've been thinking of this idea. That's how I see design. If this is Mallory's idea, since Mallory was birthed, since before she was birthed, this idea has been manifesting, and in the moment, here it is. And so she's lived with it for a very long time. The other person who has to either approve it, fund it, supply it, manufacture it, they're living with it for the first time ever in their existence. And so that's hard. You're asking them to do a lot. And so... The art of making, I think, is equally as important and exciting as the art of dreaming or imagining. And so I look at people like Zaha and I go, girl, how did you pull it off? I know that must have been a lot of fights because boxes are fights. Boxes are knock down, take my earrings off, meet me in the parking lot, fights. Swoops and curves and dips and di- I don't dots. How many people did you kill? <laughs> Cause that's how I, I mean, it genuinely gets that way. I've lost friends in the process of making things or people I thought were friends. And you talked about this
1: earlier, the, the translation of the idea into the made form is an art in itself. Mm -hmm. How do you take the idea and make it real? And who are you battling along the way? How do you convince someone that what you thought of is worth creating?
3: That is a struggle. Well, you battled the whole way. Um, it's not a who you battle, it's who don't you have to fight in order for something to come to life. There's, and even with digital technologies, I think people believe, well, 3D printing, you can 3D print anything. And you go, well, no, you can't. Um, I did a tea set somewhere in there that was that could only be done through 3D printed porcelain. And when I first sent it off to this company in um, the Ukraine, or Ukraine, I don't know if you have to say the the in front, I think you have to say the the. The Ukraine I sent it off to them and they pushed back. Well, the wall thickness, we need a, 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 mm. a consistent wall thickness of uh, five millimeters. Well, it's, it, it needs to be five millimeters at the bottom, I get that, but at the very top of the vessel, the lip can thin down because that's not structural. Well, because we've only ever done it as, I was like, you know what? If it fails, I'll still pay for it.
1: Nice.
3: So you have to go through this. Um, essentially what, you, what I find works the best is understanding who you're talking to and what they need in order to consider themselves having been successful. Interesting. And once I understand That's what you fog, need... It's a man. Holy shit. Well, because once I know that... What what that woman was saying about the 3D printed porcelain was, I just need this to not blow up in our kiln or slump, and then you're going to be upset, and if you're upset, then the time that we put in the machine right. is going to so be wasted. Good. Right.
1: She's had a bad right. client previously, exactly. and she's trying to There's not no, make you no a bad client. There's no reason
3: that they put that. It's kind of like the sign where they say, please do not stick your penis in with the raccoons. Right. Somebody did. <laughs>
1: Somebody did it.
3: They wouldn't put that up for no reason. <laughs> it's Don't it's, put it in there with the raccoons. It's... D- you don't think you need to be told that.
0: It's communicate. It's communicating your ideas. 100%, Just communicate. The same as
3: with Sandra at the Department of Buildings in Manhattan. Right. When we were talking. Exactly. I'm like, okay, what does she need? She needs to not be blamed if the roof collapses. Mm. Right. So I need to explain all of this to her. So for me, that's my goal, to get something made. First, I also research the manufacturing technique. And so... By researching the technique, and it also helps that I've made a lot of stuff as well. So when I lived in Miami, I ran uh, a full-fledged production shop. And so we built. And so I did that with three friends, two of which I, one of which I still talk to. And so it was a process of understanding how things go together, novel ways to do it. Because as creative as I had to be with the idea, I have to be equally creative with how we make this damn thing. Because I don't want to kill the idea because i didn't know how Mm. and so if i know that then when i talk to a welder or a woodworker or a mason or a ceramicist i can go well what if we do What... what and you know what i found that and then they something happens that i think is really exciting um when you get beyond the 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 base definitions of things when we don't have to define for each other, when I go, oh, you already know the lingo. Correct. Once we get past the lingo, then we can talk about the poetry of the thing. But if we can't, I can't read you a poem if you don't know English. It's, com- it's comfort. It'll be lost It's comfort. Me. Well, it's the well, it's, art
1: of talking to people.
3: Well, it's, it's being able to collaborate, but we don't have to, we're not collaborating in the traditional sense of we ping pong it back and forth. We collaborate in that you say, what if we try this? And if you feel that I'm open to that, mm. then you'll say, okay, now this is not the process you walked in here wanting, but I think if we do this and then that, we can get there. Mm. And if you're open to it, I just got this feedback from an installation I did in Atlanta. Um, the curator for the installation said, "I was so nice working with you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, so many artists are so precious about everything being the way they imagined it being, where when I got to my site, for instance, uh, the outlets don't work on here, this doesn't work, and there's going to be about 60 homeless people in here all the time while you're installing. Are you okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, of course I'm okay with that. And she's like, oh my God, thank you so much. Because there's some people who've complained already. And in my mind, I'm like, well, again, that's... This is all a process. I have to be flexible and nimble as I was with the sketching as I am with the doing. Mm. Come on. But there's a lot of people who can't see that flexibility. Right. It has to be the right. scarlet that I specified. Well, we don't have that. Well, then we can't do it. And I'm when you see someone like that who throws a hissy fit or who can't get through it because it's not perfect, mm. then I'm like, oh, okay, this is your, either your first time or your last time at the rodeo. 100%. Uh- Zaha so, baby, Zaha, well, and again you look at her and you just her one thousand museum that mm-hmm. building. Oh yeah, gorgeous. that's crazy. What you doing, Frank Gehry? My favorite build building he's ever done is the uh, Maggie Center in Dundee, Scotland. Mm-hmm. One of the most phenomenal.
0: I actually don't even know. the I'm building. really
3: disgusted by both of you right now. <laughs> I'm calling James, an Uber. I'm calling James an Uber. James right is now. googling it right now I'm Center, to make Dundee, sure I know that Dundee, I. That. Dundee, Scotland. I oh. mean it's the same one that's going to pop up. Maggie. Jenks, I believe is her last name, was a dear friend of his who passed away from cancer. Okay. And her husband asked Frank to do one of the centers, which apparently is a, a trend now amongst star architects to design a Maggie Center. And essentially cancer patients and um, people in, I guess, rehab from chemo stay here. No kidding. Okay. And so he designed this building. This is in Dundee, Scotland. And I still think it's one of the most beautiful examples of his work. You still know it's him. It's manageable. I would live there in a heartbeat. I just think it's so beautifully done. The materials, the wood mixed with this kind the, of like the wood. I like the wood. It has his man. I gotta
0: say, this is very un. No, this is
3: very non-Gary because it doesn't. Everyone imagines that he's always verbose and over the top. Well, I
1: think the roof. The roof, you could see a, a glimmer Either of the that.
3: Interior, I just this, and then maybe Bard College. He did a little concert hall for them.
0: I know Bard. This one, the
3: I like that weird little tower. Yeah, thing.
0: the tower thing. It's almost. It's almost very is bird-like. <laughs> Bigfoot's <laughs> is, is, it feels it feels very is that bird-like. an appropriate
1: scale to this? Like it's it. Oh, it's tiny. It's It's small. It's very small. Yeah,
3: it's kind of like a little cottage. Very cool.
0: Love
3: it. Well, yeah, there you go. This was something I'm in love with, Um, but for me, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm infatuated with people who make things, and who make things collaboratively, who make things healthily, and what I mean by that is it doesn't have to. I'm so tired of feelings getting hurt and losing relationships over making a thing that makes no Ooh, sense to me. I love that. Like put that as are we are you kidding right now? Mm-hmm. We're fighting because of a thing. Right. Can mm. we just find a way to get this done? Maybe I don't know. I just for me it just seems silly to be so tight over a thing that no one needs.
1: What do you find is kind of the the reason why it the butting of heads happens.
3: Ego, no, no, I take that back. Everybody's got an ego. Um, Me, 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 me. I got a... Selfishness. It's that selfishness and it's the notion or the insecurity that if it doesn't happen as planned, it won't work. And in my mind, I'm like, it's never gonna be as planned. It's never gonna come close to what you thought it was because you made that in a vacuum. You had no influence from the outside world whatsoever. You don't know what the weather is like on the day of construction. Mm. You've
0: got no trash can yet.
3: You, well, you've got a trash can, but that trash can was just based on you. Right. Now you got to think of, well, if we're going to try to pour concrete right now and it's snowing, oh, I don't think we can do it. And even if we did, it might shrink and it'll seize up. In the, and if you can't deal with that, if that's a hissy fit waiting to happen, mm-hmm. I'm just, I had a client recently where it was, the issue was the landlord. And I'm like, well, why, we can't, why are we getting mad? Can you call him and tell him to do something, and he'll do it? No. Then Why the fuck are we mad?
2: Right. Let's just go
3: have dinner and move on. Until he finishes his thing, there's nothing right. we can do. So let's just move on. So for me, I, that's my mentality on things. Maybe that's why I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy the creative world. And I enjoy Department of Buildings because in my, I can't get mad. I can't change anything about you. Right.
1: If it's out of your control, it
0: I shouldn't. I can barely
3: function myself how am i gonna make you do something <laughs> i'm barely hanging on
0: the outlook on life honestly everybody could take a key from that yeah it's
1: very refreshing i think everything that you're saying everything that you were the way you describe other people and the way you describe yourself is your art reflects that it's wonderful i'm glad you said wonderful I, I take
3: your word on that i will go with that
1: bradley
0: yes new you're in new orleans new Orleans. You, d- you don't know a lot of the streets I know, Which but the funny fine. thing
3: is, in the car today, I was like, I think I know where we are. <laughs> I think I know. I think I know. How. I'm teasing you. No, where, no, no, you're 100% I, correct. How long have
1: you been in New Orleans?
3: Since three months before Katrina. Okay. And I left to go to college. Interesting. And my mom was like, we're going to New Orleans. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> And then she was like, then... oh, shit, we in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> but my sister stayed. She went to Tulane. My mom stayed. I was in Savannah and I would bounce back and forth periodically and it was never easy. Perhaps that's also why I have a kind of looser outlook on things. Gotcha. Because it's easy for this stuff to all go away. Um, I am incredibly fortunate that the way I'm allowed or able to eat every day is by thinking up things or thinking up thoughts and convincing other people that that's what they wanted. Of course. I think that's amazing
0: and, you're, and you're, magic. You're, lea- magic trick. you're leaving your mark on on all of those individuals,
3: you know? Well, see, I don't... No? Well, I don't see it that way because there's a phenomenal professor of architecture, uh, Lorraine Montgomery, who actually had a lot to do with the relief efforts in New Orleans and Paz Christian after Katrina. And I was telling her how much I hated architecture students at SCAD. And she was like, well, that's not the reason you do it. And she's like, well, why do you want to study architecture? Mm-hmm. And I might've been maybe a freshman or a sophomore. And I said, I want to ride down a highway. Ride, not even drive. <laughs> I want to ride down a highway and see a building and go, I did that. And the disgusting look she gave <laughs> she gave me such a look of disgust where she was like, you idiot. That's not why, if you want to do it for that reason, I'm glad you don't want to study architecture. And from that gaze, she gave me that. I've picked. I've learned all of that in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I go, oh, that's not what this is about. Mm. I do like the idea of leaving your mark on a person by helping them through something that they're going through. Right.
0: And in a positive sense, right.
3: Well, and not necessarily in a physical object kind of way. Right. Exactly. More, more honestly, emotional. What well, I do believe every client is a therapy session. I've never done a project if it was a portrait or if it was a a, a nightclub. This podcast is a thing right here. Session. Well, in my mind, I've never worked with someone where I didn't learn way too much about them and have to navigate that. Because now I've got to not only work with the client, but I have to work with everybody else that has to make this idea come to life. And you might be having a bad day, and Tim's having a really bad day because it's did and this is and then the person who was supposed to show up didn't, and then there's traffic over. There's so much navigating that has to happen. At the end of it all, it's just therapy.
1: Do you ever feel like... And it's,
3: it's all on you. Because if it didn't work, they're not going to say, well, you know, when they were pouring that foundation, right. Tim did have a real bad day. right? They're not going to do that. They're going to go, you know, cicada, they don't know how to do foundation work. I'm going to be honest. It's always back on you. Well,
1: do you ever... Do you, I see that you see that in other people. Do you ever find yourself showing up on a bad day? I have and bad
3: and, days regularly, <laughs> and that's that's part of the job. And guess what? No one cares. Bottle that up and keep going.
1: But
0: right. the, 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 at the end of the day, we're all people. Everybody's right. got a bad day. Like. Series
3: of bad days, of course. I and just finished a couple of bad days. The, the
0: best to me, to me, the best projects are people who understand we all have bad days. Let's work together. Let's get through the like. Let's
3: make a good project. Right. I'm You're glad that you've had that. Experience. I've I, never found that I've been on the receiving end of that.
0: I honestly, Brad, I'll be very honest. I try to be. Have be, you been lying
3: this whole time? No,
0: well, <laughs> I have.
3: Now he's being honest.
1: I try to you be
0: very it. clear with the general contract general contractors that i'm working with or mm-hmm. the consultants that i'm working with that like we're all human let's mm-hmm. it's a team effort the the project or the product and the owner's ex, ex, expectations mm-hmm. and our desires are are working harmoniously let's 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 get it done you know what I mean? Let's, right. and, and it's or okay. N- like, let's not get upset about it. Right. If right. Bradley, you're having a bad day, that's totally cool, man. Right. And, and we might mess with you, or I might mess with myself, or whatever. But it's like, it's the product to me at the end of the day that,
3: you know. I found that if I ever have to have that conversation with a person, it's on deaf ears. You think so? I've worked with my most recent project, which I will shout out. Because Evan Stilatis is one of the most phenomenal contractors I've ever worked with all right ever. in New Orleans here no he's in he's based out of Chicago, Chicago. uh his company is called Stellatus Fab like fabulous but I think he meant fabrication but <laughs> Evan is phenomenal it's night and day when you work with someone who is here for the project Evan and I don't have to hang out on Thursdays we don't have to have a poker night We're just here to get the job done. You're here for the project. And then we're going to be amicable about it. We're going to be professional about it. And if there's a problem, we're going to say it out loud. We're not going to bother. He just, it's again, it's that raccoon sign. Don't put your penis in with the raccoons. In your (laughs) mind, you're like, do I need to tell you to be professional? Right. I shouldn't. But for some reason, that sign has to be put up. And I love people that you can work with where no signs are necessary. They just do what's required to get the job done. And the funny thing is when someone behaves that way, all of a sudden you do want to hang out with
0: them. Totally agree.
3: I do want to have a poker night with Evan. Because you
1: realize they're that type of person who can put all the BS to the side and just make it happen.
3: And work towards a cause. But if every day I have to hear about why you're having a bad day, in my head I'm like, do you know how many I'm on right now? Right. I'm surprised I'm standing up. And you over here telling me why you're late three hours for the fourth time. So it just, in my mind, I'm just like, no, I don't have time for it anymore. I understand it. But at this point, come on, guys.
0: Bradley, where are you in the next five years? That's probably crazy. (laughs) You probably (laughs) don't don't know. know where you are tomorrow.
3: Tomorrow, I will be home (laughs) doing laundry. What
1: are you working on right now?
3: Right now, I am working on the remainder of the lighting pieces for the show that I'm doing in conjunction with um, and being hosted by Eclectic Home, Uptown, uh, wonderful ladies, uh, Casey St. Julian and Penny Francis, her mother. Casey is also a scatty. I don't uh, know if you guys scatty. know SCAD. SCAD uh, is I'm a, a university. university. Oh, come on. It's, Interesting. A, it's an arts and design okay. university. Interesting. You know, <laughs> I'll have to look it up. I, yeah, no, it's in <laughs> Savannah, Georgia. Please do look it up. <laughs> what I did not
0: know is that SCAD alumni are SCADDies. Is that, that correct? That's correct.
3: Okay, cool. Or so,
1: w- When When is that one <laughs> wrapping up? That show
3: up? is set for March 26th, I think.
1: March 26th ish? <laughs> <laughs>
3: You have to hit the th on that.
1: And how is that open to the public, or is
3: that open to the public? Open checkbooks, open wallets. I nice. like it. Open everything. Ow. No, um, I will be doing like uh, some inter some interviews, some um, invitations um, for people to come to that because it'll be my first show in New Orleans. And it'll what? be my first show of design objects. i on, man. some work at the Ogden, no but that's more in. artsy-fartsy stuff. This is more cool, of my cool, um, cool. bring it into your home. type. So, yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Um, and that's what these paper pieces are for. And love these it. will
1: be things people can purchase?
3: Those are for purchase. Love Cha-ching. it. Or for for, for appreciation. But we prefer perfect. purchase. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love appreciation, cool. but I prefer purchase. Cool. I love it. I love it. Um,
3: but yeah, that'll be in March. And then I'm thinking of... do. I want to do a public sculpture piece here in the city as well. And so I've been talking to some individuals who should... Who I think will be really helpful in that direction. So again, I'm always excited about doing just about anything. Of course. And I'm always looking to do something else. So,
1: But you're not afraid to turn something down. Bradley, it's yes. been a
3: pleasure, man. Thank you so much. I've been overjoyed for this this is really great yes thank, thank you, you for
1: coming and spending of your course. time with us
3: my Mardi Gras parade season
1: this has been more for us than I think it's been for you yeah the, the, I think you have no idea I, I think you bring oh. a lot of energy <laughs> okay. and love to people it's great I love it
3: <laughs> yeah okay. I'm no, gonna go with it let's go with that it's been fun man thank you so much thank you thank you brother
0: all right folks that is gonna do it for this week's episode
2: be sure to
1: follow us on Instagram at the swarm and we'll see you in a couple of weeks